Hey everybody and welcome to the Brothers of, of Discussion. This is Matt. Uh, I have to throw out a quick apology. Uh, I've been working on this for a little while here, trying to figure out some audio issues. Um, as we transition, I mentioned in the episode, new microphone, new laptop. Uh, so we're going to see uh, what we can do over the next week. But uh, for now, please hunker in, enjoy the content. We had a lot of fun talking. I would just apologize for the quality here today as we Keep trying to plug away here and uh, make things a little bit better for everybody. Sit back. Uh, enjoy the show, though. Thank you. I said give me a hell yeah. Hi, everybody. To an orange juice showering. Yeah? McIntyre dowsing. Yeah. Get us that great Scottish sweat. Matt, a little tea spilling in this episode of the Brothers of Discussion. We're going to talk everything from the Extreme Wolves. Yay! <laughs> Seth's saying eye for an eye a lot. I'll say a lot. He said it a lot. He said yeah. it a lot on Monday. He's on brand lot. now. Uh, I think he's still saying it. I'd like to see him in a tongue-for-a-tongue match, because then maybe he won't say eye for an eye anymore. Anyway, uh, we're also going to dive into the Wednesday Night Wars sploosh. And finally, we're going to let Matt wax poetic about his love affair for Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler. But before we do, it's always a hot, spicy week of pro wrestling. Uh, middle of July is no exception. Uh, grilled cheese burritos galore. Matt, I'm kicking back with the cinnamon coke. Hey! How is life over there? It's doing pretty good. I um, I also had some Taco Bell for Din Din. Um, I had a... See, the, the grilled cheese burrito is 800 calories, or it's like up there. So I want more than I one thing. I got that and two items. Shit! Oh, man. Oh, no. <laughs> you got to go for a jog. Um... So that's why yeah, eight hours. Yeah. Well, I always buy everything <laughs> through the app, so that always makes me, you know, like, oh, I'll go light on the cheese or light on the sauce because I see the calorie count. So it's actually it's pretty helpful. I will get the cheesy gordita crunch, just a little light on the cheese. <laughs> you can't. Uh, I did you can't cheesy gordita crunch light on the cheese. I did. Uh, I did chicken one. Heavy on the gordita and crunch. <laughs> Yeah, I got the shredded chicken once. Um, it didn't. It helps by like ten calories. Uh, it was actually pretty good. Um, <laughs> it helps by ten calories. Well, the funny thing is, is I get uh, I get no lettuce, and that doesn't help with calories. But I don't like asking for no lettuce because I feel like the Taco Bell employees are thinking like, well, that's the one vegetable you're about to consume, so maybe you should maybe you should eat your lettuce there, big boy. Uh, but I hate it. It's so, it's such a nothing addition to those tacos. I don't need, I don't need no stinking lettuce. Anyway. Um, yeah, we, I don't yeah, know. I look, Sometimes uh, I find a vegetable in my Taco Bell and I'm, I'm surprised. Angry. I, you know what? That's, that's really dumb. Cause I also add onions now. So they have onions at Taco Bell. Yeah. They've always had onions. Nobody ever gets them. So I, I've been putting them in my burrito crunches. Somebody told me they have uh, jalapenos. They do. 
You can get jalapenos in all of your food, and you can do it through the app. Wow. Who I'm knew? If you start exploring that app, because you can really start making your own fun there, and it's, uh, yeah. I didn't do too much today because it was, uh, my wife was picking it up, so it was just kind of like, we have, we have those types of items saved on each other's phones, so like she gets the, uh, well, let's, let's jump into some of the business here. Uh, well, wait, I have one question. So yeah. obviously there's the whole Taco Bell menu. You can pick something. Do they also have like, um, you can just start with items and then like, I want you to take a gordita bread. Just get a little, don't get it hot, but get it warm and then melt some cheese on it. A little sauce in the middle, meat, cheese, sauce, meat, cheese, sauce, and then another one. Can you kind of create stuff on the app, or? Should you saying that like me, cheese, sauce, me, cheese, me, me, cheese, me, and me, cheese, and sauce. It's Ryback. Stupid. Yeah, I know who it was. All right, we brought um, it back, but I just I think it would be cool if you could create your own thing and talk about gets free marketing research to see what kind of meat, cheese, and sauce people put together. Pretty um, sure that's how that uh, grilled cheese burrito came together, because that is not a grilled cheese. Some guy on his break uh, was just melting cheese on his burrito. <laughs> yeah, melty cheese on everything. Did you bring butter from home? Yeah, you know. <laughs> we have butter here. Um, <laughs> I always carry a stick. <laughs> All right. Matt, where can the people listen to this and more like it? Uh, head on over to bodpodcast.com and brothersofdiscussion.com. Uh, as you mentioned, I, uh, I, I do, I did quite a bit of research on Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler this week. So I have quite a lengthy no. article and, uh, it's, you? I, I should have started writing this like the second they announced this match. Cause there's, I'm only to December of 2018 I have a, it's like a five page article right now that nobody, so nobody's going to read it. So I need to start splitting it up and going like spring, summer, fall, winter. Cause it, it's a loaded story, man. It, it's, it's pretty good, but uh, I guess I'm just going to have to post that and, and do like spring and summer and then start to, to talk about the rest uh, later. But I, yeah, I, it's a lot. It's a loaded story. And it, and it starts with, you know, Dolph being the guy who couldn't get past, um, you know, that, that one big moment. And that's what they talked about in their initial promo together. And then, of course, Drew coming back from getting fired. And this is his first opportunity in the ring. And, uh, you know, one of the reasons I love that tag team so much is because we sat there and said, oh, my God, this is how Drew McIntyre eventually becomes WWE champion and takes down Brock Lesnar. And like that's in our articles over that summer wow. and it happened and it started with that tag team and we, we dubbed it I, the I most think... underrated uh, acquisition of the superstar shakeup in uh, April of 2018. And I think if you look back now, it absolutely was the number one acquisition at that superstar shakeup. I think what you need to do, however you organize this, uh, this tome, of Dolph and McIntyre. You just translate it onto like construction paper and you write it in crayon. And then you pretend that your daughter wrote it. And then you tweet it at Drew McIntyre. Hey, my daughter wrote a 2000 page tome about you and Dolph. Can I get a retweet please? She loves you guys. (laughs) She also bought me a t-shirt in my size that I wear to bed. (laughs) 
Talk less, clay more. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm excited to wear, I'm one of the few people that bought the uh, the show t-shirt. So I'll be wearing that this Sunday. Mm. Wait, let me get this right because the video is mirrored. This Sunday at the Extreme Rules Horror Show. Extreme. Yeah, if you're not if you're not saying Extreme Rules, I don't know what's wrong with you. I yeah. I can't. They put the W right there. X. So it's Extreme, but it's Extreme. Um. All right, Mike. I got a new microphone, so I'll be playing with the audio this whole episode. Um, That's what the people want. You and I talked, I think we talked about it. My new, or my mixer doesn't work with my new laptop and there is no fix for that. There's no driver to fix it, even though they put out drivers to fix it. When I went through the discussion threads online, uh, there's there's no fix. There's no new cord I can get. It's just the mixer's out of date. So I have to get a new one and they're really expensive. Or I just picked up a Yeti microphone, which was uh, way less expensive and so far, I highly recommend, unless, you know, we put out this episode and people are like, ah, like, <laughs> I, I could see a couple times it, it blew up. So I, I could adjust the volume right here. It's, it's easy to do. Um, before we go too wildly off the rails, did you let the people know where they can hear us? Well, I mentioned BODpodcast.com and brothersofdiscussion.com. Um, but uh, we are also on uh, Apple, uh, Spotify, Google Play, go to anchor.fm. Um, we have our YouTube channel that we'd greatly appreciate some subscriptions. Um, you know, we've really got to start boosting this more on social media because when we do it, we get subscriptions to the goddamn YouTube page. And when we don't do it, we've been stuck at 15. So we tell people to do it on this podcast and the same goddamn 40 people listen to it every week. So they're like, we've already been told we're good. Um, but yeah, we need we need to start tweeting that out more and sending out more messages. Blast uh, it up! But yeah, if you if you haven't yet, it's it's the biggest favor you can do for the brothers of discussion is uh, subscribe, rate, and review uh, on Apple Podcasts and the subscription on YouTube does us a great deal of work. Uh, we also have to hold off on our affiliate link. You can click on the link um, on the top of the BOD Podcast banner, but. Uh, they are changing business over at cbdmedic.com, so we'll have to wait till that updates. Uh, but we do still have our donation page on anchor.fm, which eventually we'd like that to turn into some free content and, of course, some, some free access to the brothers to discussion. But at this point, uh, we have it available. We just remind you if you have the available funds. I mean, this is the thing it goes to is I buy, I, I do. I'm learning Photoshop and, and all of Adobe Creative so that I can make this better. And that's the only thing I'm doing it for. So, I mean, it sounds stupid, but I mean, uh, that's all it's going to go to. We're, we're not, I'm not putting it in my pocket. It's just going to this stuff that uh, I had to get a new microphone. That's the kind of thing it goes to. So uh, thank you if you have donated. And uh, of course, very special thank you as we do every episode to Amy D. Uh, shout out, girl. I know, Amy uh, D. I know you've been getting sick of wrestling recently. Um, hopefully... <laughs> It's hard to not get fatigued, honestly. I, I'm telling you, if they had a goddamn off season, this show would be so much better for it. Like, God, just give us a rest. I, oh man, I, I would love a rest, but no rest for the weary, Mike. Show we've must got, go on. We've got extreme rules to talk about. We've got fight for the fallen to recap. Uh, we've got another episode of NXT, a, a ball tickling episode. Did you mention that in your? 
Oh, I, was, I, I did omit that. Uh, I know you wanted yeah. to talk about that. Um, but yeah, as far as growing our numbers, let's talk about some, uh, some, some numbers here and the ratings. Oh, man, people really care about these ratings because they mean a lot to somebody. I don't know who, I, but... Uh, I, I've been giving them shit for the last few weeks. But the demo god Ooh, beat Jericho Guy Fieri. Himself. Yep, he did it. Beat Guy Fieri this week in the demo. Of course, they both got crushed again in the, uh, you know, regular ratings measurement, which apparently the the regular rating doesn't matter, uh, depending on who you talk to. I say none of these numbers matter, but the thing that does make you sad, Mike, and this is the thing that wrestling fans... As soon as the numbers come up, I start yawning. I can't, I don't... Well, it's another week to go the numbers as a whole dropped. Like, eh, doesn't that, isn't that the bad part? Like, we don't want to sit there and go, ha ha, AEW triumph. Uh, they also didn't really get any better. Um, so, you know, I gotta think that even when sports comes back and life's a little bit more back to normal, you know, cause yeah. we got hockey and basketball and maybe football coming back. I, I still find it hard to believe that AEW and NXT are going to plummet. I, I still think that they're right around. These are all the crazies who are still going to watch regardless, you know, if, if there's a Wednesday night hockey game or, you know, I, I don't I, know, I LeBron's would... playing a, a regular season game. I, I still think it's going to be a pretty similar trajectory. It's literally, it's literally just the two of them, you know, measuring each other's penises. That's all this is. My, my bet is they'll drop those first couple weeks. I, I think – I think people want to watch something else. Um, I, I don't know. I do. I, I, I know. I actually got a little excited when I realized how close baseball was, and then um, how close we are to hockey. I, I, yeah. I don't get to watch my team, but I get to watch some hockey, and I, I think that's super exciting. I, I, I don't. It sounds. I, the last I heard this morning was maybe basketball is not even going to happen, but. Uh, <laughs> I know every day they they change it a little bit, and it's all dependent on if the star players want to play. And they would rather they're thinking about just doing a more like they're worried that sports is going to distract us from you know uh, some of the political movements that we have out there. Um, right. Still haven't arrested the people who killed Breonna Taylor. So I think a lot of the NBA players would rather use this time to maybe focus on that instead of a pointless tournament where whoever wins it's still going to be. Yeah, but like if this is Giannis's first Giannis Antetokounmpo as opposed to Giannis, any other Giannis on earth, you know who I'm talking about. If he wins his first title this year, it's just going to be, yeah, but, you know, there's probably better ways to use their time. And probably everybody while we're still getting the vaccine figured out. But, you know, we have wrestling in front of uh, eight NXT guys who can't get on TV, so... Right. I mean, we Gotta also keep those guys happy. We're also talking. All right. I mean, that's the we talk pro wrestling. Do you think that every real week. quick? I want to ask you a question. Do you think that wrestling is not even higher? You know, because we don't have a lot, we don't have any sports. Don't give me NASCAR and golf. That's horseshit. All right. Right. I want to see competition. Um, not guys in slacks. You know, it doesn't. It's not sports. Um, anyway. Do you think that this isn't higher because it, it, it is a little depressing to see wrestling and there's, uh, you know, it's just Eric Bugenhagen uh, in the audience. <laughs> like it's not real. It's still not wrestling. It's still only, you know, 
you're re- you're just in front of the 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 tier down the the double A NXT guys. Do you think you're that saying, that kind of dampens it for people? You're saying it's not wrestling until there's an audience. Yeah, like the numbers aren't even like they're not higher than they are when there's fewer like live sporting entertainment options. Well, I guess I mean. If I had to ask you to navel gaze about it, do I? Do I? Do I think that people aren't watching just because there isn't an audience? I don't think that's it. I think people weren't watching when there was an audience. I think these numbers were exactly the same. Uh, if anything, there should be more people watching because this is brand new content coming out, and the numbers aren't reflecting that. So, I mean, like. There's the competition should be less, and instead people want to watch reruns of Guy's Grocery Games. So, I mean, you have to believe that there's people. I watch Guy's Grocery Games, so there are people who watch Guy's Grocery Games that also that parallel with the wrestling fans. Um, and if are you, you wait, you're in the you mean that other the, the other uh, itemized thing in the ratings that's going against wrestling? Is that what you're talking about? Guy's Grocery Games. Yeah. Yeah. That's a that's a Wednesday night battle every week that uh, NXT and AEW just can't get over. So I I just they <laughs> won see, in the, what are we missing? And then you're like, wait, I don't want to miss this. <laughs> they won in the demo. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not watching it now. I, I I'm just saying it was something that I would watch before. I I, uh, I don't know. I guess I I don't. What's the premise? What's the I premise? Oh, guys, grocery games. Yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't know you were asking about that. I thought you were asking about. Um, all right. So, Guy Fieri yeah. You, um, Guy Fieri, has like three groups of two or three individuals, or maybe there's four, but they run around a grocery store and pick up uh, items that uh, sometimes they can't pick up certain items, or sometimes they have to pick up a particular item. But they, they grab these items and go make dishes. And then there's a panel of judges who judges what they've made. And then they have like themes of like uh, barbecue food and carnival food and leftovers kind of thing. Like, what can you do with leftovers? And then that's kind of silly because then they end up having to make a new dish. I mean, but you I, know, we're, we're watching some of the leftovers right now. I mean, MVPs, you know, the MVP Monday Night Raw. I, you know, I, I get it. Yeah. All right. Well, Matt, AJ Styles has a theory. He's not giving it to Guy Fieri. He, he blames this on Roman Reigns. Our ratings would be through the roof if the big dog was here. I don't think he said it with quite that much heat. I think he was saying he misses Roman uh, and that Roman is a, a focal point of this entire company and that without the big dog, the numbers are going to be a big drop. I, I think that if he is there, he has – um, uh, kind of that transcendent uh, interest for, for people. I think genuinely people do like watching this guy, even outside of like the hardcore diehard fans. And the proof is in when we have WrestleMania every year, people tune in to see him and put him on talk shows and stuff like that. Even though he's, I don't know if he's got a lot to say, but besides the point, uh, people like watching the big dog fight, but I think the I think uh, the ratings would still be kind of poo poo even with Roman. They might be marginally better, but Matt, you think the big dog makes that big a difference? Are you on AJ Styles side? Um. So the point I never really I don't know finished, but I was 
saying like the numbers haven't really changed. Like they still suck from before COVID. So I, I think, I think the audience as a whole either isn't watching it live. Um, it's not something they care to consume live. It's not something they care to consume anymore. Uh, we mentioned at the top of the show, how great would it be to have like an off season so you could kind of reset and take some time and, you know, uh, I'm not saying I, I have no idea what new Japan's numbers are. Uh, so we can't really say that that makes for better business. Uh, but I know it's just, God, it's so exhausting. And we started talking about that because of, uh, you know, of Amy who like, who I, all the power to it, like take a break from wrestling. Like, I, I kind of wish, like, I didn't feel the pressure to, like, make sure I was constantly tweeting and doing, like, memes. It's just this fever uh, approach to the night of hang out with my wife, have NXT and AEW running simultaneously, create, you know, like, taking snapshots and videos and trying to think of some stupid snarky comment to go along with it. And I just go at 100 miles an hour for two hours. And then we get like 10 likes. It's like, Jesus, what the fuck did we do that for? And then am I, am I watching that going, oh man, I'm so glad that I watched another episode of AEW instead of watching or finding out what Ozark is all about or finally watching the end of Better Call Saul. Um, do I f- like? Do I feel great about that? No, I don't. I never do. I never feel like I made the right choice tonight. I'm glad I half ignored my wife all night so I could watch this again. Um, it's just you know, like right now, it's not it's not uh, Stone Cold level, and I think it's enough for us who we've been watching wrestling forever. And I think we can both consider if we have a podcast and we watch every single show. We're, we're definitely the hardcore fans, but uh, I think you're, you're a crazy pants or you're just not 30 yet. If, uh, if you're like, no, this is still fresh to me. Keep, keep them coming. I, uh, well, I don't know. I Kenny think, Omega, uh, he's not going to turn bad. I, I don't see enough there. I think he was just venting some frustration. <laughs> like, no, so, we all know where this is going. Well, I think wrestling is, uh, it's having a tough time. Uh, I think not having a crowd kind of hurts. Um, the oversaturation of content kind of hurts because you kind of feel like, you know, if ACDC, who's missing members who are either not on this earth anymore or they're just injured, if they had a reunion tour, I'd be like, wow, I can't wait to see them. But if they were on tour in Michigan, you know, 200 days out of 365, I'd kind of be like, oh, I'll get the next one. And that's kind of what wrestling feels like because there's so much content. I think that's why I'm drawn a little bit more to AEW um, and for WWE, like their NXT, because it is, you know, these short little contained bursts where you only get it once a week. But then I also think because of COVID, wrestling's getting hurt because it's not just going right. Live sports, it's not going up against, but now it's going against like the greatest streaming television of all time. It's going up against the office you can stream the office whenever you want i've watched it in its entirety probably six or seven times and i might do it again i know i'm gonna do it again until it loses its rights with netflix but i'm saying it's going against the office going against mad men uh it's going against breaking bad um it's going against the witcher it's just it's you're going against history right now (laughs) and it's it's tough just came out yeah it's it's tough um 
I mean, and those, <laughs> but like HBO Max comes out and has its own original content for you to watch. Where yeah. my wife and I are going, this this one might be too much for us to miss. Like we we're gonna have to we're gonna have to get HBO Max or or the same thing with Apple TV. There's like a, a cartoon that's made by the same people yeah, who do Bob's um, Burgers. So it's like Pat Patton Oswalt's ex-wife show. I want to see her show. I want to see Watchmen on HBO. Um, you know, and I always love watching you know Barry watch Game of Thrones again, the good seasons. You know, all that stuff. Yeah, so. I, it's just. Am I like it's so funny because we we could say that and then you know it gets turned around on us and we're supposed to be the you know hardcore of all hardcore fans because we're asking people to listen to our opinions but I think I think it's pretty normal for you to get bored of um, watching the same thing for fifty two weeks out of a year um, I just yeah it's not like I watch. Even with The Office, like, I don't watch that 50, 52 weeks out of the year. Eventually, I'm going to run out and then, you know, probably go over to Parks and Rec. But it's like I took my break from Parks and Rec, so now I can reset and jump back into that. Um, it's a conversation we've had multiple times on the show. It's, it's something that, you know, the, the live audience thing, I think the best test is going to be when we have the NBA, Major League Baseball, and the NHL running and see how – how bad their ratings do without an audience, because I say that's baloney. I'm not saying you saying it. I'm not calling you baloney. I'm just saying, I think the WWE is going to say that. And I think it's baloney. I think if they really believe that, then they should not be on TV because they're putting a lot of people at risk considering they don't have a bubble like the NBA and the NHL. Uh, So if they really think their ratings is, is the fault of no audience, shut it down. Uh, cause we'll be fine. Yeah. Well, we're going to zip through a couple more of these cause we still got to do Wednesday night wars and then, uh, you know, try and get you ready for extreme wolves on Sunday. Um, but just kind of a bummer. Um, uh, she's definitely been underutilized. She's one of our favorites. She's getting a, a little bit of a push now, kind of being on Asuka's coattails again, playing her, her recorder, but it's Kyrie Sane. Um, there's rumors that they're, you know, going to probably write her off at SummerSlam and she's going to go back to Japan. Um, I, I bought the, I I loved her at NXT. I bought the t-shirt, um, the pirate princess. I loved her and, you know, the Mae Young classic. Uh, I I thought she had a lot of charisma. She could really just let loose with that Banshee screen that you could hear even in a, you know, loaded arena. Um, that, that insane elbow is I think even the macho man would, you know, take his cowboy hat off and be like, that move is yours now. You you improved upon a classic. There's not a lot of people who can improve upon a classic. Um, so if she is going to Japan, I get it. Um, you know, go back to the motherland, go to a place where maybe they'll utilize you properly because she's always been, you know, the fourth or fifth wheel, you know, in the, in the women's uh, hierarchy. So I, I don't blame her, but it, it would bum me out to have – make it a little bit harder for me to watch her wrestle. Uh, who's, is this just uh, one of our, our random rumors it's, from like it's them. it's them. It's floating around. Yeah. Yes, sir. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. I'll Google it later. I'll see. What you... uh, and then uh, Mike, you want to talk about Shayna being back? Uh, yeah. Not a lot to add to this one. It just, yeah. it doesn't seem like she's one of Vince's uh, girls. Uh, not a, I 
that's all we, you know, it's, it's second and third hand, but I, I guess the only evidence we have is, well, she's not on TV and she doesn't get to win matches. So, uh, he, you know, Vince doesn't usually do that to his favorite people. Uh, so I, I, I was a big fan of Shayna and I really liked what she did with Kyrie. I really thought they had magic in the ring. Um, you know, we talked about, um, um, last week, like how much I really liked Hangman and Omega kind of, you know, uh, having a style that can kind of mesh with anybody. I don't know if these two necessarily have that, but what I, what I do like is that they fit so perfectly, like they're perfect foils against each other, like the, the super underdog and then like the intimidating monster power. Um, so I thought, I thought it was a good gimmick. Um, I thought it was like a, a mean Ronda Rousey. So I, I, I didn't know why they, they haven't been able to find a way to make Shayna a bigger deal, but I, you know, that's another t-shirt I bought. <laughs> I like both of those women a lot. Um, they make me want to watch more wrestling. They make me want to tune into their segments. So hopefully this is a sign that she's going to, you know, get a little, get a little more time to show off her, her ability, but uh, her results on the main card have, you know, not been super inspiring. So hopefully I, this time around she gets a shot. I think this is when the conversation needs to start coming back to like, you want to talk about doing some fresh wrestling. How about we do like a women's only show. Like we talked about when evolution was coming about. And I mean, instead of NXT, instead of two Oh five live, we have a women's wrestling show like glow, not like glow, but you know, it's yeah. completely devoted to women's wrestling. Uh, you have the roster, you have the space, you have an opportunity to maybe put in another title in there, uh, like a mid-card title. Uh, I just, there's so much opportunity there, and we keep talking about how there isn't enough space. Um, I mean, maybe even some of the talent from AEW that knows they're not going to get five minutes on, <laughs> on AEW Dynamite, maybe if they do an all-women's show, that this will be the place for those women to go. Um, I just, I think until, until that happens, it's going to be tough to fit in the four horsewomen, uh, Shayna Baszler, let's make Asuka and Kyrie happy. I mean, when you go back and look at the numbers, we talked about it a few weeks ago. It's like, oh shit, Asuka has been given everything. What the hell are we complaining about? And I don't mean <laughs> like, like she deserves it. Like she's held titles longer than, than like Becky Lynch and, and Bailey. Um, it's yeah, just the Royal, Royal Rumble victory. Yeah, we, we just look at, like, a couple of months without Asuka being champion or seeing her go on a losing streak, and we're like, what the fuck? This is bullshit. Uh, but she really has been treated well. Um, I think uh, I, I think maybe just time is, like, is, is the issue. And I mean time that's available to them for, like, if I had to pick, if I had to go, okay, do I want Asuka to go on a long losing streak, or am I cool with her still being champion? I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm pretty cool with Asuka hanging on to the title. But that's yeah. that's where that conversation comes in. It's like, all right, there's there's too many ladies here to have fight over, you know, two belts. And then you have Bailey and Sasha holding the tag titles. So it's like, all right, well, I guess uh, I guess the ladies make the title at this point because um, you're not really giving, a, giving the title a shot anywhere else. So that, that, that's more or less just another problem with booking and writing. Um, but yeah, that, that's uh, a lot of people have been talking online that the WWE ran uh, Evolution, and it's it started with um, one of those Ryan Satin types uh, tweeting out, 
when FS1 was playing Evolution a couple weeks ago, the WWE was actually using that to measure whether or not they do an Evolution show, which is asinine, if that was true. Uh, like, why would the WWE think on a non-advertised show on FS1 that How is that an watches, indicator of anything? Right. Yeah. But the, the, let's say it is true. At least then we're talking about another Evolution show. But I still say there's so much opportunity here you just run a whole nother program, treat it like, you know, I mean, the advertising for it is they have segments on Raw and SmackDown, but this absolutely could be, you know, one hour of NXT and then an hour of this show every week on that. If you want to beat AEW, I'm telling you, you do that show, you beat AEW. You go, sorry, Johnny Gargano, if you want more TV time, you're going to have to go to these other two shows that have had the same eight guys wrestling each other for the last year. (laughs) Um, yeah, I, I, I think, I think that's where that conversation needs to go. I I know I'm not going to sit here and go, Mike, what do you think? And you're going to go, I don't know, about all women's show. Nah, like we're both, we're on the same page with that. I just think, I mean, how many times are we going to have the conversation, right? Like there's too much talent in this locker room. Um, so you notice I took away an hour of NXT, Ah. um, I forgot about Ruby Riot and uh, uh, my girl Bianca had a good uh, little return too. Ah, see, there's so much going on. I forget to mention them. Um, hey, just more hey. more evidence that we need to know a women's show. Uh, and again, that would be the fresh new thing I, I'd be willing to watch, so that I don't sound like a hypocrite when I say there's too much wrestling. Um, uh, that's where I'm taking away an hour of NXT and replacing it with this all women's show, so that I'm I'm not having to watch a whole nother show on the Thursday. Let's get cooking, buddy. We had uh, last night was uh, Wednesday, and uh, it's it's still easily in my favorite wrestling day of the week. AW and NXT. Um, I watched both. I'm gonna give AEW the watchability award this week. I, I just think they had more um, strong wrestling segments that I liked. It felt like NXT was just the Keith Lee show, which is fine, but. I don't know if the other matches around him really worked. Uh, and then even the title match, I lo- we love Dominic. And for that moment to get kind of rushed like that really broke my heart because it was just like, oh, I guess they're not going to take him seriously. Yeah. Um, and then Fight for the Fallen, it was um, – because we like doing our top three. And also, you get a dishonorable mention in there. But um, just Taz and, and Jericho, I, it needs to be said what – uh, like uh, uh, just the treat it is as a listener to have them and as you know uh, Tony Khan and Cody are are putting their you know uh, teams together god what a couple of talents like just having those guys like selling every match I, I they, we get why JR's there he's a legend um, Excalibur he's growing on me but I to have a color commentary guy like Taz calling the match like whoa 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 you know, when Jericho, even when he's he's still being heelish, like kind of like uh, Macho King, when he would kind of do commentary like that, or Jerry the King. Um, but Jericho is still on the side of pro wrestling. He's never just, you know, totally bad-mouthing someone. He's, right. you know, if somebody hits Marco Stunt, whoever hits him, he's like, that's my new favorite wrestler, even if it happens to be Kenny Omega, a guy he's feuded with. So it's just, it really works. So I, I really like that show. Um 
Would you agree with that? AW wins the watchability award. I think so. I think uh, everybody saw what I was trying to watch both shows at once. So it gets really easy to watch when you can just go left, right, left, right, left, right. Cause you're not really getting too bored of anything. Um, but I know, I know what we're trying to say with watchability. Um, I think match of the night. It's, it's tough because I, I actually do like the drama that was added with, with Keith Lee and Dijakovic and then cross getting in there. Um, and then I, I, I did like Tegan and, and EO quite a bit. Um, yeah. and I, I like, I like Tegan getting her shot. Um, I just, I like, I think we've said it a million times. Like the, the wrestling show, the pro wrestling show is it's NXT. Um, and the sports entertainment show is AEW. So the sports, what, which one was more sports entertaining? As always, it was AEW. Like, that's the show that gives you everything. It gives you everything top to bottom. It gives you the pomp and circumstance. It gives you, goddamn, Sonny Kiss's entrance was fucking amazing. Uh, I want was, him to have a dance-off with Naomi. Like, that, that would be a real throwdown. I want to see them. I mean, I, right now, Sonny Kiss wins, hands down. Like, <laughs> so, Sonny knows what's up. Uh, Naomi's the former cheerleader. She's got some moves. She got the splits. She's pretty good. I don't know. But yeah, I mean, props. but hey, uh, let's do this. Let's uh, let's get right into it. We'll do the top three uh, NXT. Matt, your NXT correspondent. You get to do moment number three for the Wednesday Night Wars. What do you got for us? All right. Well, everybody knows what number two and number one are. So I I have to say my number three moment was early in the night. Cameron Grimes and Damian Priest, and it's not the match. It's just the little ball tickle at the end of the match that we have, we have an argument going on with one of our new followers on, on Twitter. Um, so he, was, he was arguing with somebody else about whether or not that's normal. And I loved, um, you know what, I'm, I'm going to do the guy a favor here because I, I mean, I, I loved where the conversation was going, where they were bringing up proof that um, like people, do tickle each other like at the end of matches to say good job. And there's a video out there that exists. Really? Uh, but it was, wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Go through, uh, go through our tweets, but it was uh, Seth leader at Seth leader. It's SD leader um, where he was like, that's fine. That's fine that they've tickled each other before. But he's like, I didn't see anywhere in that video that you tickle someone's balls to say good job. <laughs> Just, I, I thought that was pretty funny. So I, I hope uh, I hope Ed Seth later that you're listening to your first episode of Brothers of Discussion today. And uh, shout out, man, because that made me laugh so hard. I, I don't know what the hell's going on there. And if he didn't point it out, honestly, I, I never even would have caught it. And other people were sharing the video today um, on Twitter saying, uh, did everybody catch what Cameron Grimes and Damian Priest were doing at the end of that show? Because that's kind of weird. Um <laughs> But, you know, I mean, if this is something where these guys have been wrestling together for a while, and, I mean, w- when you work with someone that long, uh, you know, like, relationships can build up. We've all, we just talked about The Office with Jim and Pam. Um, and this is in no way a slight. I, I mean, that these, you know, these guys could actually be in a relationship together, and that's totally fine. I, I just wonder if that's what that was, and they, they weren't, you know, like, the, it got yeah, caught on I, camera. But um, When you showed I, I, that, I, I was trying to see if, like, uh... Because I know that if you're, like, 
choking somebody out, they're supposed to pinch you a little bit. So, you know, like, help, I'm dying. Please don't kill me. And then you go, oh, like, you kind of relent a little bit. So yeah. I don't know what, I don't know what that translates to. If, well, I don't what's know. funny, like, too, is the, the video that the guy shared to say, like, this is normal in wrestling. Um, when I watched that video, I was like, yeah, it still doesn't look normal. I don't care if it's John Moxley, like, tickling Naito. Or, or, no, the example, the first one was Chris Jericho tickling Naito. And I was like, I don't, I don't know. I think you could just say good job. I, yeah, you're going to really... see each other in the locker room in, like, two right. minutes. Like you're, yeah, you're going to see each other in five yeah, minutes. Is really, like, I'm going to tickle you after I get the one, two, three. And that's how I show my appreciation <laughs> for the good job you did. You know how many classic matches I'm going to be going back to rewatch? Like... <laughs> Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker, just to see. Yeah, like Shawn, <laughs> Shawn saying, uh, I love you, buddy. You know, Ric Flair after he chops his head off. Sorry. Super kick. But then you, you see, you see a Ric Flair, you know, you're not, you don't see the good camera angle, but with his right arm. <laughs> you know, the, the old howdy doody. Uh, yeah. All right, Mike. So that's my number three moment. I should have made that my number one. That uh, was, that was, a, I had a lot of talking points. Um, I had a lot. That was a, this was a tough show to pick just three moments, to be honest. Uh, I'm going to give Sonny Kiss and Cody uh, moment number three, if only because I don't think it was, you know, a, a Dave Meltzer, you know, 25-star classic or anything. But no, it's just – I obviously, Cody is a little okay with it because he's like, well, I got the title and I get to win. Cool. You know, like, uh, you know, that's, that's just – Go ahead and be a company that features somebody like Sonny Kiss. Uh, you know, the guy has the ability. He's He's got freakish athleticism. Um, and they let him, you know, put his, his freak flag out there. He was allowed to do some boogieing. Um, you know, they, they def- definitely didn't shy away from, um, um, like, the openness of his personality. So it's, yeah. it's just things that we are now we're, we're almost spoiled where it's kind of like, yeah, we, you know, we had a, a transgender uh, women's champion, and now there's Sunny Kiss. What's what's the big deal? But that's something that, you know, it used to be like gay slurs were thrown at wrestlers uh, by people well, in the crowd, and by wrestlers to other wrestlers at wrestling shows that you would buy a ticket to. Uh, but now we're, you know, at least getting to a point where that's just 100%. Everybody's on top of this, like, that's wrong. Yep. And just let a guy like Sonny Kiss be himself and he's, you know, a pretty damn good wrestler. So it's just kind of nice that those little baby steps that we allude to of, you know, the pro- being progressive in wrestling. That was one of them. Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, I, I love this match. I, I think uh, what we have to remember to do is that uh, we still want to be critical of it. Um, it felt like Sonny was holding back a little bit, to be honest with his, it did look um, a little timid. his move yeah. selection. I, th- I think he did a great job being Sonny Kiss, like, at the beginning and, like, the first half of the match. But it, it felt like, um, I don't know, it just, it felt sort of, uh, what's the word? Like, the, the, the moves were pretty predictable. And, uh, you know, then the outcome just kind of felt like we were making just those strides to get to the end of the match rather than somebody making their, you know, like, yeah, it was like, like they didn't have victory. a lot of time to practice with each other. Cause there's a few yeah. times when I thought it was going to start to pop again, when, um, Sonny threw, uh, Cody out on the, um, uh, you know, the apron around the ring. And when he would get, when he grabbed Cody to toss him back in, there was that audible, like, 
when he put his hand on his back to like, Wah! and I was like, yeah, here we go. But it would still kind of be like that little unsure, like a little tentative. So yeah. it's just, I don't think they had tons of chemistry. It'll, you know, get better with time. I think that's all it was. Abs so. Absolutely. And I, yeah. I think ultimately, I think we want to see the men to get uh, in the ring together again. Yeah. Um, all right. So number, number, two. Uh, number two for NXT. Uh, Keith Lee and Dijakovic. I, I think uh, everybody knows I'm a big stand of Dijakovic. Um, that's that's my boy, and I hope I hope one day he's making the moves. I know they're they're not really taking his NXT Championship shot seriously, but I hope they take him seriously enough that one day we're looking at McIntyre and Dijakovic in the ring because I think that would be amazing. I think those two guys are gonna uh, like going head to head would be amazing. The uh, the two hybrid athletes. Um, Keith Lee too would be amazing. I, I just like I, I don't know that that idea of seeing like the almost exactly the same move set of Dijakovic and McIntyre just it, it gets me stoked. Um, but it, it was just great to know that Dijakovic was getting the shot. I I saw some grades online for like the promo to start the night. Honestly, C minus. Um, there's no reason in hell that Dijakovic would like. Why would you for a second if you're a professional, a professional athlete. Um, why would you hesitate at a championship shot? Why, why is Keith Lee asking for, like, I, I just, it just was silly. And I know the point of it. I know we're trying to make Keith Lee look like a fighting champion, but it just made no sense to me. Um, like, I, Mike, if you were, if, if you were a champion of something and I was able to challenge you, like, we both were really good at ping pong and you're like, I'll give you my title. I'd be like, oh, fuck yeah, let's do it. Like, I, I don't know. I, the promo sucked. The, the match was fantastic. Um, and then I'm very excited to see, um, I mean, it's pretty obvious that Karrion Cross is going to destroy uh, Dijakovic. I think the only twist in that, or the one that's still possible, is that Dijakovic's going to turn heel. Um, maybe be a part of this. And I don't know if it's a faction or something, or if it'll turn into that. But if there is ever a shot at this um, rivalry between Keith Lee and Dijakovic being taken seriously. It's not going to be while they're both faces. So one of them is going to have to turn heel. And I don't think Keith Lee has an evil bone in his body. Um, everything is evil is a new Japan pro wrestling and definitely not in Keith Lee's body. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you caught the everything is evil a uh, couple of weeks with uh, new Japan, but. God damn, I thought everything was cake now. I can't keep up with this stuff. Um, that was that's actually been a lot of tweets today. Was uh, cake is evil, everything is evil, so everything is cake. Um, all right. Uh, I was just gonna say um, one thing I really hated about the Dijakovic promo was the camera work and how they would deliberately not do a close up on his shad t shirt. I, I think Keith Lee was really kind of, they must have seen each other before the segment, but Keith Lee kind of looked at the shirt and was like, wow, like kind of like touched, you know, that his friend would, you know, make that gesture, uh, you know, because Dominic hasn't been getting lots of TV time. And so he actually got to do something for his, you know, his, his friend who, you know, passed away. So I, I was just kind of disappointed in the, in the, you know, production that they did not want that t-shirt featured. Um, I, you know, I'm glad you mentioned that because the WWE needs to stop pretending that this is the 1990s or like the early 2000s. Like the companies that people really respect go out of their way in one direction or another. 
they don't pussyfoot around. You know what? If you're if you're that ultra conservative company, just go out and say it. Just be that. Stop jerking my chain so that I'll keep watching. Uh, but when you have an opportunity, like to to go in one direction or another, and just to like do something so mild, I would say, right, with Shad, like, just come on, just show yeah. the goddamn shirt. Yeah. Like you're not even you're not even doing that. I don't know. Yeah, he's not even saying anything on the mic about it. It's so it's such a tame way to you know say something. Perfect, perfect. Word. Uh, well, moment number two from AEW. I gotta say, just because so many like little pieces uh, happened in this, you know, uh, large, large to do. There were all these tiny little details to kind of push things forward. It was the Elite and Jurassic Express. Um, whether it was uh, <laughs> Luchasaurus saying, "I've been waiting sixty-five million years to get my hands on the Elite." <laughs> what an idiot! Um, uh, uh, all right, I will Jungle say, Boy getting his moment to shine. Uh, Marco Stunt calling Jericho an idiot. So now Jericho is like putting a hit on all of Jurassic Express. Um, Kenny Omega wearing a t-shirt for a while um, and then getting beat up by Marco Stunt. So then the shirt comes off and then we get to see a little bit, just the, the glimpses, the hints, the illusions that Kenny, ooh, he might be bad now. Um, and while this is all going on, um, FTR is getting a drink with the hangman. Uh, Omega's tag team partner. So it just, there, you know, all these, all, a lot of moving parts, a lot of moving pieces. But it was just the the wrestling was really good. Um, you know, boy, that that poor Marco stunt just gets thrown around like like tissue paper is insane. Um, it makes me feel like I could go in there and throw him around, and he and I are probably not that different in size. Um, but yeah, it's you know, six excellent wrestlers. They had chemistry with each other. Um, but you know, we propelled the story forward of Jurassic Express feuding with Inner Circle, uh, Kenny Omega with a you know potential heel turn. There's a lot going on. I, I was thoroughly entertained. Matt, we go to your dishonorable mention at NXT. Uh, was was there one? It's okay if there wasn't. I mean, I I kind of already mentioned how much I hated that promo for. Um... That counts. Yeah. Also, you know what? I, I had to go back here and take a look at the notes. Um, Timothy Thatcher just seems like an A+. Plus. Like, you can't ruin a segment of his. But I just wasn't super thrilled with this past week. But um, I guess maybe I'll, I'll say that and the, the Keith Lee Dijakovic promo. Just not, not as creative. Yeah, like the like. logistics of it just didn't make sense. Like, why is anyone acting the way they're acting? This <laughs> isn't like competitors fighting for titles it's just i don't know all right uh so my number one is uh pretty easy uh tegan and eo um uh, i don't know like we never really give like a surefire this is five stars or anything like that um i i think it's safe to say that was an easy three and a half stars close to four right is that we do like three and three quarters um but yeah, I, this is just another example of, of how much better uh, the the pro wrestling is on Wednesday nights over on uh, on USA compared to uh, to TNT. Like, I mean, consistent, and that's not a. But goddamn it, and I don't want that to be taken out of context. I just mean like at, at a moment, like a drop of the hat, um, she, like absolutely AEW can throw in 
Kenny Omega in the match is going to look really good because Kenny Omega is one of the best on the planet. And we all know that. I'm not making a huge statement there. But it just kind of seems like you take you take a step down from, like, um, star level in NXT and throw in Io Shirai and Tegan Knox, and they knock it out of the park. That's not – those aren't names that can be thrown about. Uh, I mean, I guess in the hardcore wrestling communities, absolutely. But um, – you know, it's not it's not the same as Kenny Omega, but they still knock it out of the park. So I, I, I easy for me to say. I love Io Shirai, and I, and like I said, I like I like how they really built up um, Tegan. But then, of course, at the end, we get uh, who I thought was actually going to win the number one contender match, uh, Dakota Kai coming in and kicking Io Shirai's skull clean off her shoulders. Holy shit, was that amazing? Um, I couldn't find it fast enough but i was trying to put out a meme of io shirai getting kicked followed by patrick star getting hit in the head with a coconut uh where his teeth get all mashed up <laughs> no nobody liked the tweet but i was pretty proud of it i said this is uh graphic content be warned this is uh io shirai after she got her noggin <laughs> knocked up by uh dakota kai so uh kind of the same thing there where we're getting those main event storylines set up as well and that never hurts uh your championship matches but yeah this is just this is a great match it's a great opportunity for tegan and i think this might be a good way to do like some triple threat nonsense which singles matches are great um i think i'm not going to turn down an opportunity to see those those women fight again yep mike number one uh, yeah, uh, just real quick, the dishonorable mention was uh, Moxley and Brian Cage. Uh, I feel like we waited an extra week. I thought it was going to be a little bit better, and then it ended on uh, Taz throwing in a towel yeah. and Brian's arm hurt or something, and then <laughs> Brian and Taz didn't come at odds with each other. They both just kind of like held Brian's arm and ran away. I thought that this dude was... I don't know why this what this company's deal is with with monsters and title matches. Uh, whether it's Murder Hawk, uh, uh, Mister Mister Brody Lee, and now Brian Cage. I've never seen a company job out monsters uh, like <laughs> AEW does. So I'm just kind of like, well, I guess he's got his fake made up title and he's gonna go home. I I don't know who's gonna vie for the FTW title, but at least we got to see Darby Allen come back and hit him with a skateboard. And I'm really bummed that my tweet didn't take off that he hits people with skateboards when if you'd really want to hurt someone with the skateboard, you'd make them use it with no wrist guards. All right. Uh, but moment number one for AEW this week, Matt, like you said, this is the entertainment show. The entertain the most entertaining segment was Chris Jericho screaming his head off at Orange Cassidy, who <laughs> Nickelodeon slimed him with a big yep. bucket of orange juice off the top of the arena. Um, and then when Jericho thought he was going to get a nice warm towel to dry off all that sticky juice, that bastard Orange Cassidy, oh, that little devil, he gave him an Orange Cassidy towel. Oh, no. Um, and Excalibur is quick to remind us they will soon be available on the AEWshop.com. So, uh, you know, like I said, I like when a segment can touch a lot of bases, you know, a lot of little threads, uh, you know, this big quilt called wrestling, if we just got a lot of patches and threads coming in. So I got to laugh, I got to propel a feud, and I got maybe a new uh, uh, beach towel, Matt. It's perfect for some. 
Uh, so that was a hot week of AEW wrestling. I had a great time. I liked NXT as well because of such a big mark for Dijakovic, who I think he retweeted us once. Um, but yeah, uh, I was happy with my wins. Are you ready to talk about the, the big scary horror show with Extreme Wolves? Extreme Wolves horror show. Ah! <laughs> um, yeah, we've got, there's literally a little something for every taste on this card. Matt, we've got um, an eye for an eye match. We've got a swamp oh, ass match. Man. We've got the tasteless match of the century when Seamus and Jeff Hardy will battle in a bar. My God, it's not enough that we put the Irish that, guy in a bar match. We also put the recovering alcoholic in a bar match. Because who needs class? Hey, we got it all at the whole show. Is that is that one school. official? I allegedly it's official. <laughs> allegedly, allegedly it's official. I've uh, seen it that, confirmed in two places. Is it on WWE.com? It is I, on. Man, I don't use WWE as my source. They just talk about how great everything is. Yeah, but that's they they do the official match card. I oh, just wanted to. Not. So when I saw it, it was rumored that there was going to be a bar mm. fight. I just don't see it yet official. Did you see it on CBS Sports? Um, I I may have. Cause that that's the one that said that was that was rumored. Um, and I don't think we have an official Shinsuke and Cesaro versus New Day match yet. What? Either. That's part of the reason I'm watching. It's a match that's not going to happen. Well, Mike, you know, you got to do your research. You got to... <laughs> you got to search two pages on Google, not just the first one. You got to go to number two and just make sure all the, the info locks I should be able to look in two seconds and find it. That's bullshit. <laughs> um... But, I mean, even with – I think there's a pretty good shot those those get introduced, especially in the New Day match. Um, but, I mean, even without that, man, we'd have a nice quick night in and out, no problem. Uh, and you know what? We don't have on the list here the most important match of all is uh, Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler. So that one's definitely happening. Is that you know still that? happening? I I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure. Is the champ gonna be there, Matt? I'm pretty sure. Drew McIntyre and Dolph fighting. Um, but uh, so I mean, yeah. What am I most excited for? Drew McIntyre versus Dolph. Uh, how many times do I have to mention I'm the only person who owns a The Show T-shirt? And what I mean, The Show. That's what their tag team was called. It was called The Show. Uh, and they lasted. Now that I've done the research, they lasted from April 2018. Till December 2018. Wow. And, um... It's a long time. They, on, they only lost, like, three times. Really? Yeah. And, uh, Dolph <laughs> had a good Intercontinental Championship run. We had tag champions involved in there. That, I, I'm telling you, everybody, it was a very good tag team. It was a very good story. And while I'm going through my old articles... God damn, the people hate it because I kept referencing like other people's opinions on it and people just hated the idea of this tag team being together and I just like I I look back now and how much love Drew McIntyre's getting I was like Come on, like we knew it. Like he just needed time on the mic and he got it and I I man, did he man did he soar. 
right into the clouds. Um, all right. So, I mean, what, what do we want to do here? Do we want to just... Well, we could start. I mean, I, you know, why, why not start with best and kind of work our way down to the toilet? Uh, so, uh, I don't think there's... Uh, I don't know if there's any way for this match to really stink unless they try to overbook it with, you know, some shenanigans. But Keith Slater? Is this where Jinder Mahal makes his return? I, I wouldn't yeah. mind seeing Jinder come back. I, I don't... <laughs> I keep seeing these articles of worst WWE champions of all time, and they put Jinder on there, and I don't think that's fair because I, oh. I think that guy was hitting home runs. He was kind of hitting his you know, stride on the microphone, but they just – He was self-aware. When he had that – I still think about that promo when he said, you know, I'm Canadian, you idiots, and it was kind of like, oh, I'll be goddamned because he shut that whole crowd up. That was amazing. Um so I, I wouldn't mind more of that, and especially for him to go against Drew um, after, my God, man, how many years are those guys just jobbers? And to see them now at, like, the, the, the pinnacle of this this wrestling company is, is awesome. So, yeah, yeah I, you know, Delph's got zero chance of winning. It's just that's not what he's employed to do. Um, Mike, I, let, me, let me ask you this. We haven't had – like a, a bouncing of the title in a long time. Is there enough juice to this feud? I mean, and I'm writing an article about their background. Is there enough here that this could be the first in a very long time of the title bouncing back and forth in a feud? Dolph could sneak, could sneak a win, but Drew's got to get the title back? Because uh, if you don't think it's this one... There's a very good shot that the other one, uh, Braun versus Bray, also has enough background and juice and story to keep that going for a while. No, I don't think so. Unless, God, I just, I don't, I'm trying to contain myself from going down an overbooking rabbit hole. But if by chance Drew were to lose to Dolph and Dolph becomes champion with some sort of shenanigans, I can think of one person who has very recently had a feud with Dolph and will immediately have an opportunity to cash in and become champion. And that man is Otis Dozovich, man. Is there a chance that the Doz is the champion at the end of the night on Sunday? No. Um, Next question. Matt is out. He's not in on uh, Otis being champion. Otis just uh, off TV now because they don't know what to do with him. I, I mean, we had our celebration with him winning Money in the Bank, but then when you sat back and thought about it, you're like, <laughs> "Wait a minute, what were we thinking?" Yeah, who's uh, he gonna who's he gonna take the title from? The only person is Dolph. That's like, it. This is when this is when the WWE like <laughs> the fact that I went back and looked up these. Uh, articles of, of Dolph and Drew and I see so much hate and then Otis wins the money in the bank and we're all like yay Otis wait a minute so like the fan service is always useless but when <laughs> when they do something and they're like yeah Drew's got a lot uh, Dolph kind of has this similar like can't get over the hump so let's put them together and then they'll one of them will spit out the other side as like a champion that was that was looking back. It was genius. It was absolute genius. 
and people hated it. I, I, I think that this match has a very high uh, likelihood of having somebody run in, whether it's a 3MB member, uh, whether it's Otis. Uh, something silly is going to happen in this match because I don't think that Drew versus Dolph can be that serious because it's such a mismatch. Um, Matt, I, the other match that I'm really just curious about is Asuka versus Sasha. Um Sasha, ever since she, her hair turned her hair turned blue, she has just been running this company. Um, I, I love I love her teases, like that Kevin Owens kind of Jericho style tease of her and Bailey kind of being at, at odds, but they're really best friends and they just keep going together and and winning. Um, I thought that her match against uh, the Kabuki Warriors was really good. And storyline wise, as much as I love Asuka. I, I could kind of, I could kind of get it if Sasha and Bailey ran the entire women's division. I, I, I wouldn't even hate it. I would kind of like I'd hate them, but only like hate them like oh those slimy heels. Now they have all the gold. I want some of it for my babies. So uh, <laughs> I would totally be on board with that. Uh, I think it'd be a little risky. Um, you know, putting all your eggs in the in the Sasha basket, but I yeah. I think that she would relish this opportunity, much like Drew um, wow. as a champion. So can you imagine a Sasha with double belts? I think that she'd kind relish of, it kind of... as, as she'd relish it as she catches up to become the number one hot dog in the company. Yeah, I don't think it would be a bad idea. Relish, catch up, hot dog, come on. Yeah, I, I, you know, it's cute. I get it. Remember when we mentioned onions earlier? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a good callback, man. Uh, so you're on board with Sasha winning? Yeah, sure. And um, then Bailey and Nikki. I, this is this is almost as mismatched as Drew and Dolph. Uh, Nikki, I'm, uh, I love you. You, There's no shot. Absolutely I, not. I had no idea that this was happening. Yeah. <laughs> I love Nikki Cross. Um, but I think this goes along the lines of like, man, is there a lot of pro wrestling week? And now that I've been catching New Japan pro wrestling, it's just like, what? what well, I mean, fuck? like, Bailey's not going to lose because Bailey's been arguably like the best woman in wrestling, you know, for months. Uh, I don't know, probably oof, since she, you know, maybe a month into her heel turn, she oh. like when she figured it out, eh, she's not losing that belt. Yeah. Uh, Matt, the other match, I think uh, we can't might have an eye on. Wait. Can't wait. For the eye for an eye match? Can't wait. Matt, uh, hot tag. Who looks better in an eye patch? Rey Mysterio or Seth Rollins? Uh, when AEW did it with John Moxley. <laughs> oh, oh, to come full circle and have Rollins also have an eye patch. I like the idea when they do it and somebody mentions Moxley in the next writer's meeting. They're like, oh, oh. that's where I saw it. That's where I got that's, that from. Damn it. I was thinking it hadn't been done in a while. Oh. Oops. Um, no, I. No, here's the thing. It's like when, when Dane Cook stole that Louis C.K. joke and he's like, I didn't even realize I was doing it. It's like you were watching AEW and now you gave a Shield member an eye patch? Come on, man. I mean, I, I've stolen tweets 
and shit all the time. I've and then stolen I stolen tweets. Well, no, I'm 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 thinking like, oh, this is genius. And then I realize it was somebody else's idea, and I'm like, fuck. Um, it's just <laughs> that kind of stuff. Like we absorb so much content right now, you really can't blame anybody because you're just scrolling through Twitter. You like a tweet. Somebody has a tweet where they should probably be at the level of, you know, any stand-up comedian, just throw a name out there. But they haven't taken the shot on stage, and but they're, they're genius level of comedian. So you yeah. see the tweet, you like it, you move on. And then the next week I'm thinking, you know, this picture of Dijakovic licking his lips while he's looking at Keith Lee, I got it. And I, I just redo that exact tweet without thinking like, oh, this is somebody else's idea. Anyway, um, no, it, Seth Rollins is going to look fucking amazing with that eye patch. Um, and Ray I Mysteri- like, you know how in, they would have like those, uh, Ray looks stupid. What are those matches where they would light you on fire? Uh, burned alive match. What was it? Uh, Kane was always involved yeah. and you knew he was going to lose. Cause he, he was wearing like a full body God. suit. That was flame retardant. Fire match is called. Inferno match. Inferno! God damn, yeah. nice. He, like, you knew Kane was going to lose. So right. Mysterio, he's yeah, already Kane, wearing a Kane mask. Kane comes out in, like, one of those suits that, like, German Shepherds can attack. And they're like, who's going to win? I don't know. <laughs> Stone Cold, who is literally in um, a man thong, or Kane lumbering <laughs> out in a big blue costume, like, poof, protective right. armor. Or the, fir- the first Whoa! blood matches. Uh, that Kane was in too were always pretty dumb. I know that's not what we're we're doing right now, but oh, God, uh, <laughs> he's in like, you know, when you go and uh, like defuse a bomb in real life, like out in the desert, yeah, <laughs> you're wearing one of those big suits. Um, oh, <laughs> uh, I, I I hope for the aesthetic that we get a second Shield member, former. Sh- member wearing an eye patch. I think that would be hysterical. And Mysterio would not be as funny because he's already kind of doing it now and it's just kind of like, oh, one of his little costume eyes fell out. You know, sometimes if you right. buy a cheap Halloween costume, the pieces will fall off. Uh, Matt, that gets us to our next match here. We got the uh, Braun. So indirectly, we both picked Mysterio to win, Rollins to wear a John Moxley eye patch. Uh, we have a Braun versus Bray uh, no fiend, I gotta think, in a swamp ass match. Uh, Matt, is this one a stinker without the fiend? Well, I think it's obvious that Braun's gonna keep the winning streak going, because um, the the fiend should win the title, right? Or are we saying goodbye to the fiend? Are we done with that? Is that what is the WWE thinking there? Like one of the hottest things they've they've ever. I mean, I had this made, like I. I own this little guy. I mean, where is he? Why did I buy this? I waited like six months. I Are we about it. to radically reboot Bray Wyatt again? God, you know, <laughs> I <laughs> the fiend is over. We've seen the last of the I, fiend. It can't be the last. It's got to be. This is how they keep the story going. I think there's a lot of tough writing challenges with Braun Strowman because he should just destroy. Right? He should go through this entire roster like nothing as long as Roman Reigns isn't there. But the Fiend could beat him. Right? I, I, I just feel like we're, we're building up to that. And I, I think until... Yeah, it's, it's more of a SummerSlam, like... That's what I know, mean. T- title dropping rather than an extreme wolves for right. Braun to lose to Bray. So this, 
they because they have nothing else to do with Braun that would be interesting. I think that's why this has been pushed out so long. That's why it's been stretched out too. Yeah, and I'm pumped for this one because it's it's off campus. Um, it's in a swamp, and that's it where has. Braze at his best. Yeah, it's uh, it's got an opportunity to uh, 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 you know, be like uh, the the what was the name of the Undertaker match? Uh, two guys in a dirt the hole. Bear, the cask, the uh, boneyard. <laughs> the boneyard match. Boneyard yeah. match. Yeah, so it'll, yeah, like, you know, it'll be fun. That's what I'm hoping for. Um, Matt, we cert- we continue to circle the drain for confirmed matches. We're not at the part where they're just rumored matches, but Apollo versus MVP. Matt, the big question here is there, I cannot believe that MVP will defeat Apollo and torpedo this push. Matt, when is MVP going to manage Apollo? Um, that's what I. That's what the this people. This is going to be a. What do you What are you thinking? A finger poke of doom. There's a lot of silence right now. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say MVP. I should... wasn't going to go finger poke. He's got maybe, a stick. Maybe with the taint tickle. Oh, a little taint tickle. Good, I like it. Good, good match. Good old Cameron Grimes taint tickle. Uh, the uh, CGTT. Give him the old yeah. CGTT. Are you typing that in, Cameron Grimes taint tickle? CGTT. <laughs> Put that in the show notes. There we go. Gotcha. We'll, we'll rank pretty high on Google for Cameron Grimes taint tickle. <laughs> um <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, Apollo should win this, I think. MVP can win it. I'm fine either way, because as long as, as long as, like, th- this seems to be working really well for two guys that don't do great on the mic. It's working great for Apollo, and it's working great for Bobby Lashley. So as long as these three guys are still mixed together, I think we can get to SummerSlam. And I, and I say that because I never trust our writers. I feel like they need to really take their time here figure out what they want to do with Apollo, figure out what they want to do with MVP. How long is MVP sticking around? Um, but I give them more money. I, I don't know. Let them stick around and convince like on Monday, like he's, he's, he needs to have Apollo, you know, like what if, what if it was something where he goes back to being Montel and he says like, you're the new MVP. Like, he gives, like, this promo of, like, I'm not it anymore. I lost. You showed everything last night at Extreme Rules. Yeah. I'm Montel. I want you to be MVP. And Apollo gets to come out with, you know, with MVP week after week. But he's Apollo, the MVP. Well, I think like, that would be so fucking cool. Like, for him to, like, kind of turn it over is like, a, you know, like Rey Mysterio turning over his character or something like that. Yeah, I, you know, like John Cena. I guess I should say somebody, Sin Cara. Like Cena would give somebody an armband. Uh, you know, the uh, Undertaker will give you one of his his giant gloves, and maybe MVP will give Apollo uh, one of his uh, sweaty post match polyester onesies uh, for Apollo to wear to his next match. Absolutely. Cool. Uh, Matt, we're going to steam through these last two because they're not confirmed yet. But Sheamus and Jeff Hardy in a bar fight. God, please don't let that happen. Nobody wins that match. Um, I think much more interesting, Matt, is, is maybe the last question of the show, is if New Day defends their belts. Obviously, the contenders right now are Shinsuke and Cesaro. All right. Uh, a huge reminder here of what a fucking idiot I am that I watched SmackDown on mute 
and I'm watching The Office at the same time, and I look at the TV, and I see Shinsuke and Cesaro holding the belts over the New Day. That's all it takes. Like, oh, shit, they won! So I start tweeting out pictures of them holding the titles. I'm like, hey, congratulations, guys! And then I, like, five minutes go past, nobody liked it, and I'm like, what's going on? Um... No, but um, I'm just, here's here's the best thing. That was a ever. career low for you. But I was going to say, dude, Cesaro and Shinsuke, Douche. as much as we love those two guys, yeah. do they have the chemistry to be the champs? Or is it just like two guys that we love and I'm just happy they're on TV for a segment? I mean, like the thing that should happen is Shinsuke should be in this battle with AJ Styles and Matt Riddle and it should just be going between the three of three of them nonstop for weeks. But um, I think, I think if I had to be told like it's either this or Shinsuke never looks at gold again, uh, I'm like, ah, man, I'm cool with this. Give him, give him the tag titles. I mean, look, we beg for all, I, I would say these four guys we want to hold main event gold. But can we just sit back for a second and go, oh my God, we get to watch them feud for weeks. These four major pro wrestling talents in any brand. They can, in Raw, SmackDown, AEW, Ring of Honor, New Japan, these four guys could dominate and be the main event champion. But instead, we're lucky enough to see them as tag teams battling each other for the tag titles. It's great. Listen to that optimism over there. Love it. That's why I hope this match is confirmed. Did we get it on the car? I think it will be. I, I just think the bar fight wasn't confirmed yet because I think the WWE is kind of like, all right, do we need another match with two white guys where they get to hash out their personal problems? <laughs> like, well, here. Well, I, I know I hear your skepticism, okay. But if you look at the drawing board, we're gonna be in a bar, well, right? Yeah, One of the guys is Irish. Irish love drinking, and the other guy he also loves drinking. He's an alcoholic. In fact, we'll have him cut a promo about it right before the match. You know, it'd be great if what? they ran into Adam Page while this match was going. <laughs> uh, I honestly, that, this is why these feuds of these companies is absolutely just stupid. I, I would pay Adam Page $10,000 to sit in the corner of that bar and just, like, look over every couple of minutes. Like, come on. It writes itself. That'd be great. Or maybe when they do an Alcoholics Anonymous uh, program for Jeff, they can invite Adam. You know, it's like his, um, what do you call it, mentor? What's the, uh, you get, like, a person that's, Watches that keeps track of you. It's uh, uh, like, like a parental you're, guardian. You're mm-hmm. a wordsmith. A parental guardian? What are you trying to think of? No, the the ment- you know your mentor relationship and Alcoholics oh. Anonymous. Oh, your sponsor. Sponsor. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that that joke totally landed. All right, moving on. <laughs> uh. Everybody, that was uh, that's everything we had to talk about this week. Uh, we're way over the one. We literally ran out of things to talk about there. Now it's the end. Um, I'm I'm gonna hopefully break up this Drew McIntyre Ziggler thing over the weekend, so you guys can kind of catch up with where these two went. I think I, it's definitely gonna rush through to 2019 because there's so much that went on in 2018 for these two cats. So I think I'll, I'll break it up with like spring, summer, 
fall and winter and then 2019 and finish that up because I have I have everything through the winter up and up till their breakup but then they also feud right after that so check out bodpodcast.com to uh see all that fun stuff I'll be updating our banner for uh, those CBD products um all you guys need to know is that the code is still going to be bodpodcast and the uh, link at the top of the website is still going to work I hate to say it, we're just CBD medic is is uh, going through some let's see some changes in their business. Uh, so the name of the company might be changing. I'll just put it that way. Uh, so you guys, if you still need your CBD products, you'll be able to find it through bodpodcast.com and use our promo code bodpodcast to buy two get one free. And uh, we have Anchor.fm. If you head on over there to Anchor.fm/slash Brothers of Discussion, you can find our. Uh, support page where you can, if, if you have the funds, please, God, do not give us any money. If you're struggling in any way, if COVID has affected you financially, um, you know, we're talking, we're talking to the, uh, the upper middle class and upper class uh, fans and brothers of discussion right now. Uh, we know you have a lot of funds to throw around. So if uh, you want to throw a couple beans our way, uh, that's where you can do it. Support the show. That's now almost 140 episodes in. Mike, we got to do something special for 150. Uh, yeah. I have, we're on my new laptop now, so we should be going live, but I know, Mike, you've got, uh, your house shopping is, is not fun, so maybe once we it's get a through that, yeah, once we get through that, we'll, we'll finally be going live, but, uh, I hope, hopefully sooner rather than later, we'll be going live for you guys, and then the blogs, catch up on bodpodcast.com, and then find us on Twitter, at bodpodcast, find the Instagram account, at brothers underscore of underscore discussion, a lot of fun memes going on there, and now, uh, some gifts and videos going up, too. And, um, yeah, that's it, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Have a good night. Oh, yeah, we're coming.